headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where people build wealth. We help people build wealth, and people do build wealth. And we help them with their work, and we help them with their relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today, 888-825-5225. Smart conferences this weekend here on the Ramsey campuses in our brand-new Ramsey Event Center. It is the first public event completely sold out. There'll be about 3,000 of our closest friends hanging out with us all weekend. Uh, it starts tomorrow night and prior to tomorrow at six o'clock our time in Nashville, uh, it's sold out, as I said, but we are going to broadcast this show from one to four central time from the stage of the Ramsey event center, which is a bit of a trip. I was up there doing the sound check and it's, it's an interesting process we've got here, but we're going to be doing this show for three hours from the stage. Uh, we've, uh, lots of people have gotten the tickets that they're free to come in. And so and I think there may be a few more for those of you out in the lobby if you want to come watch the show in the event center tomorrow. But let's say you're uh, out of town or you're like doing something else. You don't want to come over here for, to this campus or whatever. It's going to be on, on YouTube uh, live straight up, straight through. And so you'll get the you'll get to see what the event because normally center. it's delayed YouTube, right? It's exactly. delayed by a little bit. But exactly. Gonna and you're going to get to see the the interior of the event center and the staging and all that stuff. So tune in. If you don't normally tune in live, uh, tune in from one to four central tomorrow. We will be live streaming the Ramsey show uh, on everything. But certainly the best way if you want to pick it up uh, for free is on YouTube. And we'd love to have you come and join us. Daniela is with us in Dallas. Hi, Daniela. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm so grateful to be on today. Well, honored to have you. How can we help? Yes. So I'm wondering if I should sell my condo um, because the HOA is really high. It's 650 and I live in Dallas, Texas. And I wonder if I should sell it and just pay off the rest of my debt. Wow. Why is the HOA so high? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. What's the condo worth? Um, I think Zillow says it's worth two fifty, and I owe one hundred and twenty-two thousand on it. Okay, I'm um, as a homeowner. Uh, if I'm you, I, I am. By the end of the day, I want some information from these people. What they're mm -hmm. doing with the money? Yeah, that's asinine. What is going on? A two hundred fifty thousand dollar condo with a six hundred and fifty dollar. I mean, that sounds like a two million dollar property or three million right property. exactly and it's like i'm in texas like what's going on well i mean you could do it, you, it stupid's in texas too but um but you know i mean wow yeah yeah i want to find out what's under this and you know did they jack it how long have you been there um since 2018 so i started out with 450 and they just literally went up like 100 every year so now we're at 650. And so these have these like assessments that we would pay every other month. So now they just tax it all together every month. Every month. Right. So now there's no. Have they, were, were the condo, were they doing a major renovation like parking lot replacement or roof replacement or something? That's the thing. I haven't seen anything happen. And like the residents are really complaining about it. People are trying to like run for office. So I'm not the only one concerned about it. Um, it's just at this point, I just feel like these years people have been complaining, nothing has happened. So I'm like, I don't even own the land. Like, is it worth continuously, you know, owning this condo or should I step out of it? Well, the problem you, you've got to find out about this anyway, because this mm -hmm. devalues your condo. 
Nobody right, wants to buy exactly. a $250,000 condo with this ridiculous HOA fee, so it's going to make yeah. your condo not worth as much. Right. So you've got to find out what the flip's going on to have an – maybe it's going on for one more year because they're building up a, a war chest they're to go do something. the roofs or something like that. But you don't and have – they have to be, by bylaws, very transparent. Oh, yeah, you, you, have the the money, right, you have the you, right to know exactly where the money's going. Yeah, you have to be able to – they're supposed to document – everything so yeah you should be able to pull yeah i want to see i want to see a copy of the financials and explain to me why the flip this is double what it should be and minutes from the meetings i mean all of that i think you 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 need to pull all of that and see yeah see what's going on because that is that is strange but just say for your sake danielle like say it is like well sorry this is just what it is and you know i don't know yes i would sell i would get out of there because it's being poorly managed yes oh i'm so excited to hear this i like that okay i'll do the first step but yeah, because you've got to have you've got to have an explanation for your buyer. Otherwise, I don't want to buy it if I'm the buyer. I don't. I don't want to walk into this. Yeah. Because that's a red flag. I mean, if you just say I have high and you mean twenty five dollars high, but this sounds to me like it's double what it should be. Um, I mean, we own a property, for instance, that the HOA fees uh, include a golf course and several other things, and it's only seven fifty. And the properties in that neighborhood are uh, five to twenty million dollars. Just to give you an idea, that's how stupid this number is. So um, that that's just nuts. And and so you know, and there's a lot of amenities built into that's what I'm saying, like country club type stuff. Yeah, so, pools and clubhouses yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, a, and so into that, it's number. an entire development yeah little city so obviously you're going to pay more but for a two hundred fifty thousand dollar condo to be paying as much as you're paying that's what i'm saying yeah that's just nuts so i'm going to want to know more and the problem is is that that's i hate hoas i just hate them this is such but, a free spirit thing to say i don't even know how much our winston pays yeah, for ours. it's, well, it's not our, much it's always in our yeah. well, I know, but well, I'm no. So, I'm sorry. We don't live with a community no, with a golf course. That's not what the point was. The point is, you guys are in a very efficiently run neighborhood. <laughs> Winston and I have talked about this. It was know, not. It was kidding. not the the fact that you're living in the slums. No, I know. It was that you live in a very well run thing. It's obviously not. As, yeah. not as expensive as mine. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm just saying, how do you recover from this? But, all you free spirits out there, it's okay if you have a nerd spouse and they run every little thing. I just was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, I need to go to my every dollar budget and and see how much our HOA fees are because I'm like, I don't even. Yeah, I'm just. I, we're members of a whole bunch of HOAs and none of them are fun. So um, none of them. You just don't like being told what to do. I don't like paying (laughs) and then being told what to do. That's exactly right. By people who don't have anything else to do with their lives. You should run for your board. No, thank you. I have a life. You should be HO. You should. You should. I have vowed to never waste my time on that. Serve your community. (laughs) Serve your community. Time. Talents you and guys, money um, is yeah. the way to give in life. Yeah. Uh, and Dave, um, we'll have to find another way to serve. This could be a Rachel. good way to serve. We'll have to find another way to serve. Dave Rachel. for president. Dave for president. You might yeah. see signs okay. throughout. Twenty twenty four. Irrigated. Serve your country. You sound like the OC. I'm, the, more, the I'm o- more likely to serve my country real, than I am my real, HOA. <laughs> <laughs> and both of them are not the going real to housewives. Happen. One of the intros, to the OC is like you know gated community, all bougie. You should be you should be a part of the Real Housewives too. You'll fit right in. I should be a real housewife. What are you? You are. What is in that cup? What? <laughs> what are you drinking over here? This. Water. 
is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Hey, if you like the show, we need some help from you. We need you to share the show. You can do that if you're a podcast listener or a YouTube listener by clicking the share link or sharing the link, either one, however you want to do that, the share button, do all that. We need you to subscribe and follow the show in whatever format you're taking the show. And uh, you can share the show if you're listening on talk radio. We get 680 talk radio stations across America. And if you're doing that, just tell somebody where you're listening. Or if you're watching on TBN, tell them you're doing that. Let people know we're here, please. And, of course, you can rate the show. We need five-star ratings. Uh, One star doesn't help. Mama said if you hadn't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just move yourself along. If you hate the show, go on and watch something else. Do something else. It's okay. We're okay with that. But uh, leave us a five-star. That helps. And subscribe and follow and share. If you do all of those things, it moves us forward in the algorithms and people learn about us that didn't know we were here and we're able to help more people. And that's why we're here. So thanks for hanging out with us. Jorge is with us in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Jorge. How are you? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? All right. So, uh, I have no debt. I'm getting married in June. Uh, my goal after the wedding is to buy a house after one year. Congratulations. Put the emergency, thank you. Is it smart to put the emergency fund and house fund in a high-yield savings account so it could grow a little? Uh, yes. I think it's a great place to put it. Yeah, high-yield savings accounts um, actually are getting a little bit better even than money markets, depending on your yep. bank. Um, and so, yeah, I think a, a high-yield savings account is a, is a perfect place to keep an emergency fund. That's where we keep ours, Jorge, my husband and I. Uh, and then we have another one that's in the same account that we use for short-term savings. So that's basically exactly what what we personally do and what we recommend to people. So you're you're doing it exactly right. So congrats awesome. on the wedding, and it's smart to so much. to wait a year. I think you're being really wise in that decision as well. So uh, yeah, you you guys are starting off on a really great foot. Here here's the warning. Yeah. Yes, you should do that, and yes, that's wise, and I completely agree. But here's the warning. Okay. You're getting 4% instead of 1%. On $10,000, it's 400 bucks. Right. Translation, whoopee. What's important yeah. is what's important is that you're paying attention. That's important. What's important is that you have an emergency fund for emergencies, not going into Correct. debt for that. And... Uh, and that you've earmarked it for that and you don't touch it for anything else, right? And all of those wise things are what are going to cause you to build wealth. Oh, and by the way, the money that's going to be in your house fund to buy a house with is not going to be because of the interest rate on this. 
It's going to be because you put money in mm-hmm. there because $400 is not going to get you a house. Yeah. Yeah. No, the plan is to put 50, uh, 50 is for 50 K for house fund. Mm-hmm. And then it'll probably be 18 K for emergency fund. Yeah. But if you put in 50 K in a year, um, the amount of interest you make in that year while you're putting in 50 K is nothing compared to the fact that Jorge is a genius and put in 50 K. So you're the secret sauce, not the investment. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. And, and I want you to everybody to grasp that, that the important, the reason money is in a short-term savings account is because you put the money in there, not because it earned interest, because it doesn't earn enough interest. It's not there as an investment. Mathematically to do yeah. that. Yeah. So all you're doing is being wise with a very short-term play. That's all you're doing. And that, that is a good thing. And you're very, you are way ahead of the curve, dude. Every, yeah. Everything you brought up, you are doing it correctly. That's right. And the fact that you know the big purchase is coming in, you know, less than three years that you know you're going to yep. write a check. So, but for a lot of people though, because inflation is so high, you know, I, I, if you had a lot of money, it just sitting in a high yield savings though, without gonna a plan, lose. you're going to lose. So yeah, you don't, it's not a long term So cash play. is not like... In that in that regard, you make four. You're not and even keeping up with inflation. You're not even work. keeping up. Yeah, but if you but you want to be able to get to it quickly, which is the emergency fund key. It's more like insurance versus an investment, and putting money in the market with something that you know you're going to be pulling out in a year, two years, even three years. There's just some risk with the volatility of the market. So having it somewhere safe that you can get to is always a great plan. Tara is in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Hi, Tara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? So at the moment, I'm on baby step three. Uh, I found you guys a year ago and paid off uh, $20,000 in debt. Good for you. And at the, mo- at the moment, I'm trying to move out of my parents' house, mm-hmm. but I have no credit, and everything requires you to have credit. No, it doesn't. What should I do? No, it doesn't. Every The places around here, everyone's telling no, me they that don't. I need a credit score. No, they don't. I don't believe you. Anthony O'Neill, that was a Ramsey personality, called 20 apartment complexes in our immediate area. Mm-hmm. And two of them required a credit score. If you didn't have a credit score because you were moving out of your parents' house and you were 100% debt-free and you had an emergency fund, five of them asked for, because there was no credit score, an additional deposit. But only two out of 20 required a credit score or they would not rent, for you, rent to you. You have not checked. You've just talked to your friends. I've been through Zulu. I've tried to talk to people around here. I've even talked to realtors. Did you call apartment complexes and ask them on the phone to the manager if you could rent their apartment without a credit score? You're moving out of your parents' house, and you have an emergency fund, and you have the deposit, and you have a job. Um, Yes. The few that was going to let me require the cosigner, and you talk badly about that. No, I would not do a cosigner. I wouldn't rent from them. How many did you call that told you that? Really, tell me the truth. Um, each week, I look through Zulu and call about fifty around me because it's a large area in Martinsburg and Harpers Ferry. Tara, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I, I, you're doing something wrong here because it's you, what you have found is completely opposite of what we found as we researched this. We have sat and physically called from Ramsey and said. I'm moving to Nashville from another place. 
from my mother's basement. I don't have a credit score. I have an emergency fund, and I have a full-time job making this. Do you yeah, require usually, a credit Tara, score? You, and all, uh, very few of them required this. I don't know how you manage to find 50 a week that require it when we can't even find one. So something's wrong with this equation. Yeah, because for majority of the time, if you have proof of income, if you have security deposit and cash, sometimes they make you up front first month's rent, last month's rent. You know, there's they some, usually do. Yeah, there's that credit score there's or not. All of that that you're going to have to to provide. But I would, yeah, Tara. I mean, I wouldn't. And here's the deal, right? So say it is that extreme, then keep moving out, keep moving out your circle well, further, or further, fi- or further. Find, you know, find an individual landlord that mm-hmm. owns a property that is an, is a real person and is not some corporate owner of because uh, the only people that require this are corporate idiots real humans that are landlords all they want to see is that you can pay the bill and you know like for instance i've got a bunch of real estate if you came to rent from us and you had no credit score but you had proof of job and a good down payment and um and you know and you're moving from another city we can verify where you used to live whatever it is you know, we're going to do the background checks and everything, but if we can find all of that, then we don't, I couldn't care less if you have a credit score. All I want is my money as the landlord. And so, uh, and that's a lot of individual landlords as well. So you may need to find that instead of some corporate thing. Uh, I think there's something else in your formula that I misunderstood from you, or you didn't represent correctly. One of the two, because th- what you're telling me is just not happening out there. It just doesn't happen. So it's theory. People talk about it on the internet, but when we actually call apartment complexes, we did not find that. And it's on YouTube. Anthony calling. Anthony O'Neill was here. He mm-hmm. was calling. You can find it on YouTube right now. Yeah. He's calling apartment complexes. Nope. 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 Yep. I mean, it, that was, it was just over and over. I thought it would be half of them. I was a little shocked. When you were saying, nope, nope, that means you don't need a credit score. 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 That was the answer. Over and over and over again. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host this hour in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Randy and Audra are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Welcome. Where do you guys live? Uh, Whitewater, Wisconsin. Very cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. And how much debt have you paid off? $130,000. Love it. (laughs) And how long did this take? Uh, 29 months. Good for you. Your range of income during that th- two and a half years? Uh, 140000 to 180000 Cool. What do you all do for a living? Uh, I'm a contractor slash handyman. Okay. And I work for the insurance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you work to get a free insurance. I'm actually a technical designer, so. Okay. Good for you. Well done. What kind of debt was the hundred and thirty? It was a beautiful house in Whitewater, Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> paid off the house. Weird people. Looking at weird people. <laughs> paid for house and everything. No payments anywhere in the world. Not a thing. Congratulations, oh. you guys. That Thank is you. fabulous. What's this house worth? Uh, about five fifty. I love it. How much have you guys got saved in retirement? Uh, we're about three fifty within retirement, and we have some other property we own, so we're Probably just over a million. Good for you. Looking at baby <laughs> steps millionaires, too. Way to go, guys. All right. Tell us what happened two and a half years ago made you decide you're going to do this Ramsey stuff and pay off the house. Well, I work by myself quite a bit, so I was looking for some new podcasts to listen to, and Audra said, well, why don't you listen to the Dave Ramsey show? I'm like, okay. 
Well, after I listened to it, I'm like, you know what? I think there was an underlying meaning behind her asking me to listen to that. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I told him She's about the podcast. She's sneaky that way. Yeah. He the listened, free insurance girl. Yeah. He listened to the podcast and literally three days later said, we have to do this. We have to do this right now. Oh. I drop everything. We're doing this. <laughs> have you listened to the podcast? We're doing this. And I said, yes, honey. That's such listen. a great idea. <laughs> yeah. You're, on, you're such board. a good, you're so wise. <laughs> it's always better when it's my idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, so you were obviously, you were more on board beginning. What was it that kind of roped you in that my, you were like, here, listen to this? Because there's a lot of spouses that say, I want to do this, I, but my husband or my wife, you know, they're hesitant. So we do tell them. Tell them to listen to the podcast because maybe that'll help. <laughs> My family was very into it maybe 10 years prior. Okay. And I had mentioned to him at the time and he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, not ready. It is your family. Not ready. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And I said, the opportunity will come around again. Okay. So did y'all have any debts besides the house or was that really the thing that was... Um, we did have some consumer debt, when, okay. um, which we we took care of pretty quickly. Okay. Um, and then after that, we uh, did the house. We re, yeah, we refinanced in 2019, and you know got one of those nice low rates that they were offering at the Good. time. And yeah. you know, all your friends are telling you, well, you know, don't pay off your house because you know that money's going to make you more money than paying off your house. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting older. I want to make sure that that house is gone by the time I'm ready to retire. Mm. So. I can retire whenever awesome. I want now. <laughs> so how, how, how old are you two? Uh, I'm 56. I'm 54. Okay. Oh. And your baby steps are millionaires. A paid for house worth five six dollars $600,000. Yep. How's that feel? Oh, it's fantastic. Pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been debt-free since you got married? Um, if, if we were, it was right when we first got married, but it was probably for a very short period of time. Yeah, for 10 minutes, and then we yeah, figured out. We yeah. decided we probably needed a car or something back then, so <laughs> yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you were living pretty frugally and under control to start with, because you didn't have a big mortgage. No. You didn't have a bunch of debt. No. And so you just reach over and smack the house, and you're done, right? No. When we first got married, I just said, we need to have a savings, uh, like emergency fund. And I'm like, what the heck's an emergency fund? <laughs> but little did I know. She knows way more than I do. So. <laughs> okay, so you guys, did, I mean, you to to a degree, you were pretty intense. I mean, you guys lived on half of your income, basically, to do this in two years. Right. Uh, did the kids feel the, the sacrifice? Do you feel like it was a lot of sacrifice? Or do you feel like, oh, no, we like still had a great Because time there are support groups for teenagers <laughs> out know, there that I'm have sorry, endured y'all. the Dave Ramsey um, stuff. We think they were fine. I'm not so there sure was, they thought they were fine. There was some crying. Yeah. <laughs> there was some crying. <laughs> but at the end of the day, as parents, yeah, worth it. Yes, and they got on board rather quickly when they saw how excited we were about Mm -hmm. it and that it wasn't, we weren't taking things from them. We were actually giving them freedom to do with their money what they wanted to Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. somebody else saying, you know, you owe me. Yeah. 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 So, that's well, so way great. to go, you guys. Thank I'm proud you. of you. Thank, thank, thank you, you very much. Okay. Outside of your fa- immediate family, who were your biggest cheerleaders? Who was saying this is smart, you should do it? Um, I think both of our immediate families, are, I mean, our parents and stuff were pretty supportive. Um, we didn't yeah. tell a lot of people outside of that, but, um, you know, most of them were pretty supportive. Yeah, good. They there were happy go. we were doing it, not them, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? For me, it was the budget. I just had no clue where our money was going. So 
writing it down using um, Every Dollar app was just instrumental. Mm-hmm. Again, there was crying involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to figure out how to use it and just wrapping my head around budgeting. But like I said, three months in, we were like pros at it. So, mm-hmm. and still doing it today. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's mostly being patient with the process. Um, I, I tend to want to do things really fast and get them over with. Um, but it, I knew that was a bigger amount than I was going to be able to get over with in a minute or two. So I had to learn to be patient and, and kind of follow the process and not try to get ahead of myself. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool, you guys. Great yeah. job. Excellent. We're proud of you. Thank you're you. amazing. I mean, <laughs> in your 50s, your Baby Steps Millionaire's house and everything's paid for. You know, make it 180. You can do anything you want to do now. What's the first big thing you're going to do now that you're debt free? Well, the first thing was coming here, but um, we have some plans to do quite a bit more traveling this year. So um, now that we can go back into Canada, we're going to Canada fishing for a mm, week. And there you go. Doing some fun stuff like that. There awesome. you go. Good. That's a good trip. Very cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Bring the kiddos up. We've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you, a copy of Total Money Makeover for you, and a Financial Peace University membership for you. You can use those or give them. That's the Live and Give box. So what are the kiddos' names and ages? Kiddos. Uh, they're like adults. They're like teenagers. Uh, they are, uh, they are is, adults. <laughs> this is my son-in-law, Wendell, mm-hmm. our daughter, Ashley, mm-hmm. and our daughter, Carson. All right. Our son, awesome. Carson. Sorry. <laughs> Are wow. y'all teen? Are the teen? What's ages, real quick? Um, Ashley's twenty-five. Carson's eighteen. Okay, okay. Awesome. very cool. So well, great. congratulations, you guys. <laughs> very well done. All we right. are proud of your parents too. So. Love yeah, it. Love it. Yeah, love they it. are. Randy and Audra Carson, Ashley and Wendell, Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. 130000 paid off in 29 months, making 140 to 180 Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt free. Yeah! That's awesome. That is how it's done. It is interesting that. Um, you get new information, and some people act on it, and some people don't. Yeah, I mean, depending on probably how, um, where you are in your financial journey, and for them, it was retirement. He's like, I don't want to look up and solve this house at retirement. So, you know, so there's usually that why. What's that thing that's kind of that motivator? So, uh, but the fact that I love, even just with the numbers, I'm like, man, they did so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with being wise with it and they did it in you know a little over two years where we say on average it takes about seven years to pay off the whole house but as they've been chipping away at it throughout you know their journey being able just to like for two years just really focus in you get that result and and now you get to live with no payments yeah i like it that she dropped that podcast on him didn't even know what he was getting into made it his idea that's yeah. pretty great. That's what we tell because a lot of spouses, you know, or people we talk to married couples, one of the biggest questions is my spouse won't get on board. And we say one of the ways is to have a third party be the one to deliver the message. So whether it's through a book or through a podcast. So all you spouses out there or that want that want this plan, but maybe your other spouse is hesitant, they're a great picture of, hey, just give them some information. Let us be the bad guys <laughs> and, and give them what they need. It's great. It's our spiritual gift. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Folks, a lot of you got questions about taxes because it's tax time. We get it. Taxes are confusing. 
To help you get a better handle on them, let's unpack a question from one of our listeners. Dave, my son has got a W-2 from his first job this year. He's 18 and still in high school. Does he have to file separately? Your son will need to file a separate tax return if his earned income was more than $12,950. The good news is you can still claim him as a dependent on your tax return as long as he indicates that someone else is claiming him as a dependent on his return. He can do all of that and get all of his refund money back as well, which he'll probably get 100% of it back. So uh, to claim adult children as dependents, they have to live with you for more than half of that year. They must be under age 19 at the end of the tax year or under age 24 and a full-time student. They must file single, not jointly, and you must provide more than 50% of their financial support for expenses like housing, food, clothing, and so forth. That's the IRS rules. If you're ready to file your taxes, check out Ramsey Smart Tax. It lets you file online with upfront low pricing, no hidden fees, and you can save up to 70% when you switch from another software. And we won't try to sell you a credit card like TurboTax. So uh, check it out. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax. It's quick. It's easy. Also at RamseySolutions.com, since we're up on tax time, if you need a tax professional because you've got a complicated return, we have a group of endorsed local providers around the nation. Just click on ELP for taxes at RamseySolutions.com, and we'll help you find that as well. All right, let's go to Paul in Kansas City. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Rachel. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. My wife and I would like to build a new home, and we would like your advice uh, in regards to the financial implications of building that new home. We currently own our home and we are trying to figure out whether it makes sense to sell our home and rent a place for a period of time and, and pay for the home with cash, or if it made more sense to, to borrow a sum of money uh, temporarily while, and continue to live in our home while the new home is being built. Um, we've followed your, you know, debt-free philosophy and it's been a great inspiration for us. So it, it feels, um, strange or odd to us to, to be borrowing money again, but, um, just wondering if you thought that made sense, maybe in this particular case. Well, obviously you'd just be doing it for a very short period of time until your home sold. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Um, so neither one of these, uh, fall in a, in, in a, a dumb column. We would not click dumb or check dumb beside you on either one of these. Both of them are fine. You're going to end up at the end of the story with a paid for house. Am I understanding that correct? Correct. Okay. So a, a couple of just comments. One is, uh, uh, be careful of, and almost write it down. And both of you sign it that we're not keeping this house that you live in now no matter what we're selling it because i don't want you to get into this and go well you know i think we'll run it i think we want to be i saw something on tic tac and i want to be a landlord now uh, I, I don't want you you know going sideways on this and that can happen mm-hmm. that can happen often and uh so you have to be both of you have to be foot my brother wants to live in i don't care Okay, you are selling this freaking house. You got to have that kind of mentality. Yeah. You with me? 
and, and nothing yep. sneaks up on you. Nothing changes that if you go this way. So that's comment number one. Comment number two is I don't borrow money for anything ever. And so were I in your situation, I would have to move into a rental because mm-hmm. I wouldn't even borrow the short term because I simply am never going into debt again ever for anything, even if it costs mm-hmm. me inconvenience, even if it costs me money because I don't borrow money, period. And that has served me really, really well. That's caused me to be able to prosper and to avoid risk and downturns and pandemics and everything else. And so, um, so yeah, so there's just extra cost in the moving and then the, the hassle pain but, in the butt, but at the end of the day, there's no bank transaction. You're not dealing with all of that. Right. So, yep. so there's a, a freedom there that you carry through this whole process. Uh, but Paul, if you do choose, and again, like Dave just said, there's no stupid quote unquote box to check here on either one, but also a risk that we see people, whether it's, Oh, we, we're not going to end up selling the house. We're going to end up renting it or whatever they go off on that or the loan as you start building, and my husband and I, we built in 2019, and slowly, man, the the upgrades, the, oh, we could do these kind of cabinets, this, um, you want those fixtures as well, you could, oh, that, but like that fixture is just a little bit more, and you start creep, it's like the lifestyle Scope creep, creep, but it's the house creep, and then you can kind of start to justify, well, we'll just take out like $50,000 more and pay it. But, you know, we, we'll just take out a little bit more to get what we want. You start to just move that finish line when debt and a loan is part of it. It's hard to have this more black and white stance that when it's just cash. So if you guys do stay in your home, take out a loan to build, again, just as just as passionately as you are that you're going to sell the house, you have to be as passionate with this is our number and we're sticking to it no matter what because it it is hard. And Trust me, it's not fun when you're like, oh, I'm building a house and this, and we have to cut stuff. I remember we had to do that. We had to look at our budget, came over budget, and it was like, you have to cut stuff, and it's just, it's not fun to go backwards. <laughs> when you have your dream, you're like, oh, man, we can't have all of this, so we have to cut things. And when it's with cash, it is what it is versus- We, can't, we don't have the money. We can't we have, do it. You just, you don't. And so versus the loan, you can kind of be in that gray. So just be careful. Just words of caution, Paul. Yes. Words of caution. You're, when you're borrowing money, Rachel's point is you're more apt to have scope creep on the size of the build than you are when you're using real cash because um, real cash runs out eventually. And so, um, and that's a very, that's a very wise insight. Good. Very good. Jonathan's with us in Gainesville, Florida. Hey, Jonathan, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Y'all doing all right? Better than we deserve. What's up? So, uh, my wife and I have never really done Ramsey before, but also never had debt. Uh, but we're, we've gotten to a point where I'm considering a new car and I just, uh, y'all are about the most conservative on this so i just want to, to run the numbers with you and it's scaring me a little bit but it might be an okay decision and if if jade of all people gives me a green light i'll feel better about it <laughs> all right how much are you gonna buy uh so it's a 36 or thirty-seven thousand dollar tacoma for my wife um after tax tag out the door it's like 40 or 41 that's not a new that's used no it's brand new well, Brandon, is, I, okay. I got one. Is yeah, your net worth is your net worth over a million dollars? Uh, no, sir. I'm sorry. No, sir. No. Quite. Okay. Are you paying cash? Yes, sir. Okay. What's your household income? Uh, eighty. I live on forty, and nope. we invest, save, and I don't know, do other stuff with the other forty. Okay. The rule of thumb that we use 
is don't buy a total of everything that you own that has wheels and motors because everything that has wheels and motors goes down in value. Don't buy okay. more than half your annual income total. So unless you're that's walking, why, that's why I feel a little, rough yeah, unless you're it. walking, yeah. it, it, you're not buying this you, Jonathan, car while your wife drives the brand new truck. Yeah. You don't, well, you're have, making 80. She, have, you're just spent 36. Yeah. Unless you're walking, she's not getting this car. Gotcha. But I hey, mean, I have to, to meet the half. I have part of it too. would be, uh, so she just got in a car crash. And so we've got an inflow of, of money from hers. And then I have a second car that she's driving now that won't work, that we're going to sell no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so between, well, either I'd get her, you know, another beater that we just put so much into tires. And no, like that. you don't have to do that. You just don't go buy a new car. Go buy a $20,000 truck for her. Get her yeah. a $20,000 Tacoma. Tacos are great. We've had a bunch of tacos. That's what we call them in our family. Uh, when Winston met Rachel, he was driving a taco. Winston's drove a Tacoma. Most of his life. Yep. When it, I met him in he, college. Is the new one a big Tacoma? No. No, he that's the Tundra. Went to, he went, yep, he, he went full size. He it was a big tundra, deal. The big dog, It was a yeah. big deal. But Tacoma's but we like the, we like the tacos. But yeah, and I'm they keep their value. Them. They do keep their value. So they, they do. They are. Well, they better. They, they, nothing keeps its value. Well. But yeah. Yeah. Get, get a used one that you can afford. Don't buy new cars unless you have a net worth of a million dollars. And don't buy cars that total over a half a, half your annual income. So, yeah. Don't buy it. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.